Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixel Refresh Podcast. Uh, we are on episode three. Uh, I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, Mario Amaral. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's all right. Hey, people. How's everyone out there? Hope you're all doing well. Um, so this is a, um, a re-recording. So long story short, uh, we were having major issues with Mario's microphone. It just wouldn't cooperate. Major so issues. We're recording this episode all over again. Um, we're going to cover a few topics, um, mostly revolving around, uh, what did we talk about last time? We talked about Apple, we talked about your deal with Rogers, um, but uh, yeah, we're just going to we're just gonna get into it, so so how, how's it going, dude? A little bit under the weather, as I know you are as well. Um, yeah. Got that, uh, you know, wonderful weather here in Canada, at least in the GTA, where we get snow one day. Sun the next day, rain yep. the day after, and my body's just not adjusting. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's it's really weird. We uh, the weather is trying to kill everyone. Definitely, it's going from like really cold to super warm and back, or it will just start snowing one day, even though it's like April. Uh, Mother really Nature weird. hates us. It's really weird. So. Um, so yeah, what's new? Nothing much. Um, you know, to give everyone kind of an update on our situation here, we had um two hour recording last time. We actually <laughs> went all the way into the rabbit hole. Yeah. We were two hours into this. We were super excited, sent over my audio, realized there was something fishy about it. During the episode, we talked about how I'm going to upgrade my hardware because yeah. this could be one of the issues going from a... Uh, Condense condenser mic. It was a condenser, to, uh, yeah. Yeah, to, to a dynamic. dynamic. I've officially got my dynamic mic today, and I'm using that. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But two hours yeah. of wonderful conversation between me and you are gone, <laughs> and it sucks. It sucks. Let me yeah. tell you. So a bit of was, like a, a bit of a more technical aspect to it is. So basically what was happening is when we record, I record both my audio that you're hearing and I record the Skype audio from our conversation. The problem with using the Skype audio is it's not the best quality and it tends to cut off every once in a while. So I rely on Mario recording his side of the conversation and sending it to me so I could sync them up afterwards. Um, what was happening with his side of the audio is that around 15 to 20 minutes in, there was a gradual to a medium tone that it was just constant static. And you just, there's nothing I can do to get rid of it. There's no amount of noise reduction. There's no amount of deleting that parts of the audio that can actually make it usable in any sort of way. So, luckily so I sabotaged. For us, I sabotaged our third episode. So I would call this a three and a half. I would call this a three and a half. That will be the title of this episode. We'll just call it episode three. Uh, this one's three and a half. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> basically uh, the other one is in the archives. Um, maybe we'll release it one day. Maybe it's just some alien communication. I, I, I don't know. Um, but it was really annoying. Anyways, we're here. Everything seems to be okay. Uh, glad to be talking about what we talked about last time. Hopefully going to kind of fr uh, free, free free flow into it. Yeah. Free flow so, this one. Yeah. Let's do it. So, um, I don't know. Let's talk about, uh, you know, cases. We talked about cases and like, um, you know, I guess the differences and what we prefer. What What is the cadence or, or how do we purchase cases for our phones? Uh, yeah, let's 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 talk about cases. What? So, do you want me to start off on what I look for a case or what yeah, you look sure, for a case? For I mean, the last time it was me, but yeah, since I asked, go for it. Oh, great. Um, you know, in a case with many of these devices nowadays, they're they're such like beautiful pieces of art. The hardest thing to do is put them in a big bulky case. Today's phones um, look great, but they feel like super delicate if that makes any sense most of these phones are made of glass yeah fragile aluminum materials. fragile yes and when you're spending you know here in canada close to or over a thousand dollars you really start thinking about hey i need some kind of protection on this device because 
I've spent a lot of money. So for me, I like to get something minimal, something that still keeps the feel and the looks. So I don't, I don't like to put it in anything like an otter box. That's, that's too much. And then again, it depends on where you work, the atmosphere you're in. Maybe you need a heavy duty case. So what do I look for in a case? Something slim. I do like see-through cases, clear cases. The problem with those is I find that unless you got a high quality one, they scratch. Yes. Starts to brown yellow or you get a lot of that, um, scratching on it you know even though they're anti-scratch or whatever so that's the issue i do like to put a d brand on my my phone you know and shout outs to d brand they got some great products out there this is d brand skins are great yeah just i I love them they're not the only skin company out there but i i like to use them they got some uh they got the camo out and i know you got that one for your iphone 10 and i I love that i love that look yeah i'm rocking so black camo d brand skin oh yeah that thing is sexy. So I'm, I've actually ordered one and I do got a clear case on my Pixel 2 XL at the moment. I'm getting that B- D brand to kind of give it that look. So that's why I want the clear case. I do also like to use, there's a, there's Does a company, D brand do like half skins for the Pixel so you can only cover certain parts. Yes, I think they do the the bottom and you could do the glass in the different color. I can't uh, remember okay. and I'm pretty sure you can. Because I'm thinking, um, what if you wanted to continue that panda look? Could you actually do Yes. That? Yes, I'm like 90% sure you can do that panda. I didn't. I chose the whole coverage just because as as easy as they are to put on is just as hard as they are to put on, if yeah, that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. It's um it's a lot but of I patience. Realized, right. And I realized with these uh for this and, and, phone and sorry, in and I don't know about you, but I always buy two of them cuz I know I'm going to mess up the first one. Yeah, well what they do with iPhones that I realized, you know, having iPhones before and getting the the D brand skins is that they actually give you uh, the full back and the partial back. Yeah. Um, but I usually so buy like two full backs too. Two, yeah. Because even though like mine is pretty good, like you can still see like gaps where the metal is. I've already kind of chipped it in certain areas. 100%. And they have like uh instructional instruction, instruction videos and yeah. uh, they make it look so easy. They do. And then you get there and you're like, whoa, this, you know, this, these magical waves. I, I do love it how they, uh, certain parts like the camera lens, they'll be like, uh, they'll do some kind of like funny, uh, <laughs> demonstration yeah, so of how to put it on. 10, for the iPhone 10, it was, uh, it was, uh, for the camera lens skin, use a mini forklift. Yeah. And so they just had this little animation of like a 3D forklift, like putting the skin down and driving away. It's hilarious. So yeah, for for my phone, I'd go a clear case. Also, there's a company called Nilkin, I think it is. Um, okay, and they have uh, they're not the only ones to do it. Speedgen do it as well, or Spygen, whatever Belkin, their name is. But Milkin, no Nilkin, Nilkin, like N I L K I, something like that. I'm okay. not can't remember right now. We'll, exactly, we'll put it. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay, yeah, there you go. So they do have. These cases that are full body, but super thin. And usually they have like slots and where the curved edges are. Yeah. So that it fits and it like clips over because you couldn't make it a hold. There would be no give, right? It would crack. So, so sort of like, have you seen those peel skins that are like super ultra thin cases? Exactly. So I really do like super thin cases because of the feel. You still want to have that feel of your phone. You spent all this money. It just sucks to go ahead and, and, and lose the whole feel of it, especially in something bulky. So what do I look for in a case? I, number one, quality. You know, I don't I don't go any cheaper than like $15. And we're talking yeah. Amazon. Uh, Amazon cases for $15, there's a big selection of cases out there. Yeah. Great quality cases. This is not like back in the day when you had to spend $90. Speedgen, Speedgen is like a really good go-to for yeah. anyone. Speedgen. Um, there's a lot of other name brands. You know, Moco. Uh, also make some pretty decent uh, cases out there. They're yeah. on Amazon. There's also and, uh, a company yeah, so. called Mercury that makes really good cases too. And uh, not only them, Caseology has some nice yeah. cases as well. Yes, yeah, so there are a lot. Legit, yeah. There are a lot of cases out there. Uh, Amazon's the place to go for me at least. I do have the Amazon Prime. And uh, yeah, so I get sometimes from Amazon, the great thing is like the return system is really easy and free. So sometimes I order like three, four cases try them on, see what I like, and then send back anything that I didn't like. Um, so yes, definitely something slim, uh, clear if I can, if I'm going to put, um, you know, a skin on it 
and then uh, still sturdy, so enough to protect it. But again, in my circumstance, I do need something that's uh, going to protect the phone fully because there are many opportunities for this phone to fall onto the ground. Yeah. And then uh, something that's not going to make it super bulky. Um, I know we talked about this uh, last time. Uh, I'm really interested in that official Google case. And I did check it out this weekend. Oh, I went to, nice. yes, I went to Best Buy yesterday with a friend of ours, Ben. Okay. And uh, we uh, we were walking around and they didn't have any for my phone. So quick they question, had them for the question. smaller size. Is the yes. Best Buy you went to one of those really cool new layouts where every brand has its own like area? Yes. Yes, yes. They, I noticed that too. So this one actually had a whole Google yeah. section, which is uh, was really cool. It had a, like a Google section, the Apple section samsung section you know yeah, I, like I, Bose, that's something like new all these right. different brands so basically the best buys that i'm talking about they've like designated other than tvs but most of every area in the store is designated by brand yeah so they did have this there while i was there uh, i did take out the case and feel it um it felt good but it wasn't um how do how do i explain this it wasn't um, 50 dollars good <laughs> no it wasn't like you could bend it in your hand. I didn't expect that. I thought it would be a little bit more um, hard, like uh, like a rigid stiff, case, yeah, like a rigid case. And it was more like not fifty dollars. Definitely oh, no, did like not the feel leather, like a $50 like the Apple case. leather case is pretty. Like it's not rigid. It's it's pretty flexible. Like I'm no, but this really you could literally bend. You could bend it in your hand. Like if you took that case and you held it in one hand and you you closed your your hand, could you bend it? Yeah. So yeah. So it was. It was a little bit more than that. We we are in a video chat just to let everyone. Yeah, know yeah. I'm he, showing him. I we, so again. I talked about. We talk over me. Skype. So like, I can show right. him what what I'm showing him. So. Um. Yeah. So it was. <clears throat> it was worse than that. So that's actually pretty rigid still. Okay. Uh, so I don't think I'm gonna be trying out that case. I am just waiting for my D brand skin, and I'm gonna keep rocking this uh, clear case. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I what I look for in a case. Just something I, that protects it fully. Uh, still, still keeps it slim, and the original feel of the phone, as in like the size. Yeah, and uh, yeah, still protects it. What about you? What do you, what I, do you look for? I go through phases. So when I bought my iPhone 10, I I grabbed one of those leather Apple cases, the most expensive case I've ever bought. Uh, the cases themselves in Canada retail for around seventy nine dollars, so it's not cheap by any means. No, um, it's Apple Apple tax, right? Yeah. So, so it's the other part of me, Apple, I felt like Apple I'm tax. buying a premium phone. I should buy. I should get a premium case. Um, and so I went with a like a brown leather uh, case. I love this thing. I think this thing is like really well manufactured. The leather itself like ages really nicely. It's now darker. You can see it on the camera. It's a darker leather than when I originally got it. And this um, is made by Apple, correct? It's this made is by not Apple, no aftermarket. Yeah. It's designed okay. by them. I guess it's also manufactured by a third party, but it's it's all branded them. Um, the inside is this like soft, almost suede feeling leather uh, that is, I guess, supposed to protect your phone. But it's it's just a really nice case. But generally, I go through phases where... I start by rocking a case on my phone and then I slowly go from a case to um, either something ultra thin uh, and then I go to maybe a skin and then finally like close to like a year and a half, two years in, I'm probably just rocking the phone naked. Um, yeah, I've seen you do that in the past. You've got some uh, big cojones. I don't know how for, you do that. But, but for me, it's like it. if, if you... People are like, oh, aren't you afraid to drop it or aren't you afraid to whatever? And for me, it's like now that it's naked, I am ultra aware of how I hold or handle the phone because I don't want to drop it. So I feel like when you start putting your phone into like big skins or like, sorry, big cases that are meant to protect the phone, like you're more nonchalant when like you just toss the phone or drop it or accidentally do that. You're like, Oh, it's in a case, right? When you don't have a case on it, it's like those first like 36 hours of you owning the phone where you, you know, your case didn't come in. You're like, you're ultra protectant. You put it in the pocket that you know is not going to, you know, it's not going to fall out. Uh, you do you all have these one of those? things. 
What? You have a pocket where it doesn't fall out? Is this like a special <laughs> pocket? No, no. I've I, never seen this. All my pockets are like possibly <laughs> this phone uh, might fall out kind of pockets. No, no. All my pockets are fine. None of them. It okay. Fall tight, out tight jeans. Mar- I also Marky wear, here wears also super when tight I bought jeans. The phone, I, bu- I wear a lot of sweaters with Kanga pockets. You know, the pocket that you can put your hand all the way through. And so generally when called? I first... Huh? What are those called? No, 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 you have to clarify this. Kango? Kanga pockets. It was like, like a kangaroo pouch? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why Really? Call, oh, okay. That's why they're called that. Uh, and okay. so just, I would take the naked phone and put it in my Kanga pocket. And that way I know it's not going anywhere because I have control over if it comes out the sides or not. Um, I can't yeah. say I have any Kango pockets. None at all. Not one. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, in general, it just depends, right? It depends on the phase or how long I've had the phone. I'm on the phase, as we just talked about, where I have a D-brand skin on the phone, uh, the black camo. This is actually more specifically because they released the black camo, plus I kickstarted their D-brand grip, uh, what do you call this thing, uh, bumper? D- bumper, yes. Yeah, I remember, I remember you telling me you got that. This thing is okay. Um, it feels pretty good for what it is. I think how much did that thing cost you? This thing is it came, it's thirty dollars, but it came with a, a black camo skin. Um, thirty dollars, and, and that skin, was including the shipping. Skins are already eight dollars themselves, so I don't know what they're going to sell these retail. I'm assuming they're going to sell them for like twenty twenty bucks, including shipping. So thirty dollars, well, yeah, right? thirty free shipping after twenty. I think right? shipping, yeah, it was all including okay. shipping. Oh, thirty dollars um, is not bad. It came with the skin and everything. It That's came not with bad the skin. Yeah, it came with the the what do you call the halfback, right? Because they they actually prefer to use the halfback. I didn't use the halfback. I used the full the full skin. And that's probably so it doesn't peel off when you put on the uh, bumper. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, but they've they've supposedly engineered this thing to be tight around the phone. I guess the extra little you know piece of material on the edges with the full back skin makes it even tighter. Uh, and I notice that when I'm putting the phone into it, I actually don't use it as much. Um, I realize I kind of don't like bumpers cause they add a lot of bulk around the yeah, corners. I find that too. Specifically this one, the benefits to having it is it's got corner drop protection. It's got this special material in the corners that helps and I can show you, but the corners have like humps in them just to, right. Those are the, like when it hits just the to corner, actually it absorbs absorb all the, the actual impact. Right. Um, so again, I'm not rocking a case right now. I just got a skin, but then again, I, like I said, I feel like if you don't have a skin on your phone, you're just ultra, ultra aware of when and when you're not doing something good with it, you know? And the other part of the other thing that you gotta be okay with when you rock a phone without a skin is that you need to be okay with like micro scratches because right. there's things that even if you put it in your pocket, everybody wears jeans and jeans have those little rivets, you know, it's going to touch a rivet on its way into your pocket and, you know. Yeah. So if you're one of those people who like a little scratch ruins the whole phone for you, yeah, keep that in a heavy duty. And remember, even in a heavy duty case, you've got a situation where a little bit of dust gets in there, the phone's moving around, you're going to get some scratches. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you got like that phone, remember the the iPhone uh, 7, the the piano black Oh yeah, the the oh that thing was one, a yeah. scratch magnet. Yeah, Holy. that thing was just like hey, that was, if you that love was scratches, scratch magnets solely phone. based on fingerprints. Like your fingerprints could cause scratches on the phone. That's how sensitive yeah. it was, right? To the point where Apple had to put like a disclaimer that said like yeah, I remember your that. these this phone is definitely going to get scratched out of the box. So unless you're okay with that, don't buy this phone. Okay, so. You're rocking it naked. You're you're pure naked right Basically, now. Basically, yeah. Saying. Besides the skin, I'm rocking it naked. Okay, and I'm rocking the clear case, a soon-to-be clear case, and um, a D-brand skin. And a D-brand skin, which is honestly yeah. for most people, honestly, a good choice. Yeah, the D-brand skin, in my opinion, one of the main things about it is it keeps your phone scratch-free and gives it a great look. It's not really anything you would use as protection uh, with like a fall. Yeah. But definitely, if you're afraid of your phone getting scratched, even inside of your case with like, you know, uh, dust, it, it, it takes away that fear. Yeah. Uh, let's, what about? Um, what, go ahead. What's up? No, I was gonna say, what about um, screen protector? You know, since we're on the protection of the phone here, what what are you like using for a screen protector? Um. So again, back to when I bought the iPhone 10. Um. It's was expensive. It's it's a glass screen protector. It was around forty dollars. Um, that's I bought, crazy. I bought it from that's Apple. Crazy. 
Again, you uh, Apple tax, but um, not an Apple branded. They don't. It's not an Apple brand. It's a Belkin one. But the okay. benefit to it is, Apple has these machines that actually will put the screen protector on perfectly. Nice. So, and um, the other benefit while I was wow. there, when I was doing it, was that if the person putting on your screen protector is not satisfied with the way it adhered, they will literally get another one and do it again, and you don't have to pay for it. Okay, so that you said how much was that? It was like forty forty dollars, I think, like thirty nine okay. ninety nine or something. So I just like to clarify that uh, myself, I yeah. have a an account in Amazon, like I said, and uh, you could buy about a pack of two screen protectors for, I say ten to fifteen dollars. Yeah, I did. They that. come with. Well, oh, wait, let me finish. Uh, <laughs> they come with um, some of them. You can buy them with uh, kind of like. Um, it's like a clip that goes over the front, so you're putting in the screen protector perfectly. Now, $15, people. Keep this in mind. $15. It comes with like a little guide, so the screen protector goes on perfectly. Okay. And guess what? If you put it on and it doesn't adhere properly, Amazon will take it back. Or they'll send you another one. You just contact the seller. And that's $15, people, for two with a guide. Still quality screen protectors. And you know, but if you want to go to the I Apple say, store and pay how say, much? Here's the here's the issue with cheap screen protectors, specifically glass ones. Okay. Is that over time, let's say you spend your fifteen dollars, right? You get a screen protector and a template. Let's say it's just one of those those brands that doesn't give you multiples in one pack. Okay. Spend fifteen dollars on a screen protector that has a thing. Over the next three months of you using this screen protector one of the corners chips or one of the edges chips or whatever. Uh, you want a new one. You have to spend another $15. That's $30. Then another two or three months go by and it happens again. I have had this phone since day one. I've had the screen protector since day one. And other than a bit of surface scratches, because that's normal, it's a fucking screen protector. Um, it's, it's perfect. It's pristine edge to edge. There's no problems with it. It's like, it's a good quality glass screen protector. I found with Amazon and don't get me wrong. I'm not a stranger to Amazon screen protectors. That's what I used to do. And I'll probably do that in the future. Um, but for me, it was like, I'm already spending $1,500 on this phone. Like what's another 40? You know, and what's another seventy nine? I'm already spending seventy nine dollars in one day on a case. Right. What's so another? the rich guy who buys right. the expensive phone, the oh, expensive but you're, case? You're already like you're already you're already um, like I could I'm not saying I didn't save fifteen hundred dollars and like throw down all that money. I'm not rich by any means. I'm messing just, with you. I'm I just plan out my money, but but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like yeah, you could go the cheaper route. But like, again, before I did go the cheaper route and before I did buy this screen protector, I had a pack of three screen protectors in the house, glass ones, and I tried to adhere it myself and it adhered fine, you know, and then, you know, something happened and it shifted after the fact, after it was already on, I don't know why. Maybe it just chose a cheap brand. You did. Yeah. And I think you got uh, those before the phone was even out. I got them before the phone was, oh yeah, yeah I got so, them uh, like a week before I got the phone. From like, was it uh, like a, a name brand? Like, did you get a it was, um, or? It was a name brand. It's like a yellow something tech, I think. Yeah, so JTEC, I think JTEC, it is. JTEC, I don't know. Usually something. they make really good screen protectors. Yeah, had a problem and I've used them before. Uh, or maybe it was that other company, Orzo or something like that. RLZ or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah they make I don't good know. screen There's a lot of really usually. great brands on Amazon. Right. Don't get me wrong. It's just hit and miss. And the other part that I enjoyed about the, the way I looked at it was the $20 that I spent on the $40 I spent, I could break it down this way. It was $20 for the protector, $20 for the, for the, the security of knowing that someone could put on my screen protector and would go on perfect the first time. And if it didn't go on the first time, they would try again and make sure it would go on. Like that's, okay. that's just the thing, right? You're paying $20 for, you know, the labor basically. All right. So that's, <clears throat> that's what you like the, the glass screen protector. Is that what you're rocking right now? Or are you naked? Yeah. Yeah. I've had it on since day one. Right. And I okay. Removed it. How about you? For me? Um, okay. So I am. Okay. So with my iPhone 10, 
I was uh, yep. rocking a glass screen protector uh, bought from Amazon, a case bought from Amazon. I myself will never go into an Apple store and pay what I think is ridiculous prices for screen protectors and cases. They because are. Because Apple, you know, that that's just my opinion to all their own, you know, whatever you like. Yeah, but you're also um, the guy who bought a Zag screen protector that one time. Yes, the, and only one time ever. And I will never do it again because in my opinion... It was the same, if not less quality, than every other screen protector I bought for ten to fifteen dollars. Yeah. So at the moment, I have a Pixel Two XL. I had uh, purchased a two glass screen protector pack for this. I can't remember the name brand, but this phone is so curved that they all have like that halo effect around them. Okay. It's just horrible. It doesn't matter what screen protector you look at on, on, on Amazon. If it's a glass screen protector, it's got a bad review. Yeah. And that's because they just don't look good. For so I am now for the pixel to excel, not oh, the okay. original pixel because it's got a flat, a flat front. It's got enough uh, okay. before it makes a curve. I can't remember if it has a curve, but when I had the pixel two, the screen protector was fine and I had a glass one, but, but with the pixel to excel, because it's so curved, at least there isn't a manufacturer I found on Amazon, except for one that makes a glass screen protector, but they wanted $60. Yeah. And supposedly they got good reviews. I couldn't justify the $60. I might try it in the future for one reason. I'm now rocking a, um, a screen protector made by a company I call, I think, called G-Color. It is basically, um, you know, the, the screen protectors that go on uh, uh, wet applied? They oh, apply yeah, yeah. Uh, with sort water. Of like the yeah, Zag so, stuff back in the day. The orange peel right, stuff. Right. So the orange peel. So I hate it. I hate it for so many reasons. Number one, I see the orange peel. Number two, the when you're used to a glass screen protector, which yeah. I've always gone ahead and used since, you know, back in the day using the plastic, it just feels like the original phone. As long as you get a decent quality one where they have the film on it, yeah. uh, whatever it's called, the film so that your fingers slide and it doesn't leave too much um, oil. Uh, right. So I've always used it. I hate this screen protector with a passion, but it fits perfectly. At the moment I'm using it, it came two in a pack with a free case. And the reason there's a free case is the case is like minimal protection and you're supposed to use that case for five days to let it cure. Okay. But I hate it. Not to say it doesn't protect it. I feel like the sensitivity isn't a hundred percent there. Okay. And I feel like Do you think it doesn't it's have that. Affecting the phone. I feel like it's affecting the phone. It might just be me. It might be like the placebo effect. Yeah. And I also feel like sometimes I'm trying to slide on something and it, and it sticks because it's that rubber feeling, uh, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. that glass sliding. I I, I, might I, be, I never liked those. Those ever. No, no, I never did. But I just I tried so many glass screen protectors and they all looked horrible. And because there's a lot of sliding from the edge or just using the phone, it just looked so bad. I wonder that I just I said, wonder if there's this, like a premium screen protector like and there is like I told you that $60 one or $70 on Amazon. I might this might be the first time that I'm spending <laughs> $70. I know I just talked, you know, a bunch of crap about you spending this much money. But this might be the first time I do it. I might just order it. And of course, with Amazon's great returns, if it comes and I try it on and I notice it's exactly the same and they charge me a bunch, I'll send it back. But this might be the first time I have to do that because I can't. I just can't do this screen protector anymore. Yeah. But I definitely can't do the awful glass ones. And they do have a different type. It's it's a full screen. And it works on like a dot matrix system where it's floating on top of the screen, if okay. that makes any sense to you. Yeah. It doesn't actually have any uh, adhesive to to stick to the screen. It just floats on top of it, and it and it uh, uses the touch by using the little dots. Interesting. Uh, but the problem is, it use it after a while. It leaves like an, you know, when when oil spills on the floor and it has like that rainbow effect. Yeah. It starts doing that in the middle of the screen, and mm. I can't have that either. That's weird. I don't want that. So. I might be trying that $60 screen protector out. I'll let you know how that goes in the future. But yeah, I love rocking the glass screen protector. What am I rocking right now? This uh, wet applied uh, rubberized basically screen protector. I don't like it. And I will be going back to glass soon. I'm going to shop around and try to find a better deal on a good glass screen protector. Yeah, that's, that's so that's cool. what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, why don't we talk about Apple? 
So uh, there was some, uh, I guess, rumors that uh, Apple is going to be replacing their uh, Intel chips with um, with their own chips with ARM processors. Um, yeah, supposedly by 2020. Now this is not the first time this has been rumored. It's been rumored a couple of times before, but this is the first time that it. It's not only a rumor, but it supposedly has an attached project name, which is Kalamata or something like that. Um, and usually when an Apple rumor has a project name attached to it, it's usually a big thing. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that they always come true, but usually it's something in the works and it could come out in a couple of years. Um, but this is huge. This is very big. Right, especially um, since, you know, it it's them saying we're basically dropping Intel. Intel's not like your, you know, little company on the side there. No. You're yeah. dropping a big company. You're you're making a wave in the water for sure. This is like Nike dropping um you know, what's his name? Tiger Woods, you know? Like this is huge, like Right. Do you think this would affect like Intel though? This would be like a big I don't know. Disturbance in, so for here's Intel? the thing. Intel has a lot of areas where they make money so they don't only make money off of like processes for servers they work with other major pc manufacturers for chip making and ultrabook making so like apple dropping them i don't think is a huge deal and i think it's more interesting as to why apple would be dropping them and apple is dropping them because um, as of more recently, Intel is unable to, I don't know, make really great mobile processors, I would say. So there, the, the past couple of years, Intel hasn't been able to sort of innovate the way they used to and as rapidly as they used to. And one of the biggest issues with their mobile processors is they suffer from something called thermal throttling. That means that when the processor gets hot or really hot, it tends to underperform uh, under certain workloads. And you know Apple. Apple is a company that loves making their devices thinner and smaller and more lightweight. And if you if they continue to go with Intel and Intel can't solve this ther- thermal throttling problem. Uh, or the speed increases for you know these ultra small chipsets, uh, then they're like, how are we supposed to deliver on, you know, innovation year after year on these you know twenty thirty percent increase in speeds if if you guys the biggest manufacturer of chips can't do this kind of stuff. So it's really interesting, you know, what um, if this will actually happen or if they will do it. Um, right. I think, I think honestly, um, this is, it's one of those things where, you know, with, uh, all we hear about Intel working with AMD to make this new, uh, chip with a built-in GPU, yeah, which is going to be efficient. Yeah, making a processor with uh, built-in AMD graphics, which is interesting. Right. Which sounds like the future for mobile, uh, PCs, right. For, for laptops and everything, because like, it's going to be efficient. It's going to be powerful. It's just, you know, going to be awesome. Hopefully, if it works out the way they're talking about it working out. And I don't know why Apple would, wouldn't would want to be on a piece of pie, you know? Why would they, at this moment, say, hey, you know what? We're dropping Intel, even though Intel's on this road to work with, you know, their, their rival, basically, yeah. on making this, you know, new technology with a built-in GPU, which is going to be efficient and powerful. So better on battery, better graphics, more power, all built into a great package. And and Apple's like, well, we're going to drop them in the future. Do you think maybe if this really works out with Intel and AMD coming out with a great product that maybe Apple would change their mind, even if they were thinking about doing this and dropping Intel? I mean, possibly. You never know, right? Apple already works with AMD pretty closely for graphics on their Macs, right? So for for a while now, all of the Macs run AMD graphics if you have a designated graphics chip in your system. Um, so I guess Apple already has a relationship with them. Um, I mean, one of the big benefits that 
Apple would get by moving away from Intel would be they would be one of the first computer companies to have a like basically a fully integrated system for consumers, meaning that they not only create their own hardware, but they create their own software, uh, you know, from from edge to edge, basically. Um, right. And I don't know what that means for like performance. Uh, I mean, we kind of know what it means for performance because we have iPhones on the market and Apple can put out a phone that has somewhat lesser specs than equal phones on the market, but still perform just as good, if not better. Um, and that is like something we see as a constant theme for Apple. So even though an AMD slash Intel uh, product would be fairly beneficial to Apple because it would allow them to continue with chips that work on uh, like a 32-bit architecture or a 64-bit architecture. Um, I don't know if they'll they'll do it. I think if if they were to put out a product that does have their own chip in it, it would probably be that that thin MacBook. You know, the thinnest one that they have. Right. I think it would be that system. I think it would be the perfect system for them to test out if they're they're capable enough of making a chip for their devices. And that's why I, I'm confused because if uh, with a and AMD and Intel working together, they would be able to make a slimmer, um, you know, laptop with this new technology of integrated. Uh, I don't. I actually AMD don't graphics. know if that that product that was announced is in the ten nanometer, because lately the the biggest one of the other biggest problems Intel has been having. They've been unable to make the chips smaller. Uh, the next smallest they can make it is 10 nanometers. Um, but I think they've been stuck on 14 nanometers for a couple of years now, and they still haven't figured out how to make it smaller and more power efficient and not deal with the whole thermal throttling thing. I think the whole point of like AMD and Intel going together is just like at the moment, gaming laptops are pretty big. Yeah. And uh, they basically want to shrink that down. They want you to be able to get like a gaming laptop. And we're not talking extreme gaming. That's always going to be a desktop. But, you know, a, a decent gaming laptop for, you know, the same graphics as you're getting in your bigger package and a smaller package. And I think that's the point, you know, more efficient, better power, um, you know. And that's one thing uh, Apple's always kind of been uh, not really about. They're not really about gaming. You don't get a Mac or you don't get a, you know... Uh, an iMac or um, sorry, what are the laptops called? The uh, a MacBook. You don't get those for gaming. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like they the, lately, they have announced that you can run like um, if you have one of those new MacBook Pros, you can get an external graphics card to run games and VR and all that stuff. But I I wouldn't say the, like you're not if you're building a game machine or buying a gaming machine you're probably gonna go with one of the big brands like you know Alien Alienware which is owned by Dell you'd probably go with uh, Razer Razer makes supposedly great amazing gaming laptops uh, but yeah y your first choice probably would never be an Apple MacBook or right. you know a MacBook Pro. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, also, I don't think I don't think a big percentage of games even uh, support Apple. Uh, yeah, but you can still run it boot camp, right? You can oh, run true. boot camp and then run Windows. Well, that that's another thing there. That you know, will this new processor be able to run boot camp? Probably, Which, probably. You think so? Yeah, because most people don't realize, but uh, Windows has been working to get. Windows 10 working on ARM processors for like years now. Okay. So yeah, you you definitely think um this could be a good thing for them. Could be. You know, maybe like totally done in-house processor everything. I mean, I would assuming be, they still get their parts from other I would say it, it would be a bit disruptive uh because looking in the past, they have switched processors before and it has been disruptive in some sort of way, specifically when it comes to software. But it only took a few years in between those switches for companies to create native software for the platform to bring it back up to par, basically. Or it might not be disruptive because the current 
phones and tablets that they have run on ARM processors, mind you, their own custom designed ARM processors. Um, and so it might not be a big deal. They might just add more ways for developers to make desktop versions of iOS apps, basically. And maybe we could be at a point where they run a version of iOS as the desktop app and you have like the ultimate universal app where I pay $15 for the app and I get it across all my devices. So who knows? Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. It's just a rumor at the moment. <clears throat> yeah, it's a rumor. It's, it's supposedly 2020 is the time frame, but who knows? It's Apple, right? Yeah, we'll see. Hey, Uber, the crash. I remember me and you having a conversation about the crash and what this means for like tech so what are you like? What are your thoughts on the whole crash thing? I I watched the video. Did you watch the video? I did watch the video. Yeah. Okay. So the video, um, and I know people are back and forth about this, but to me, it kind of looks like that was like last minute. It was like she popped out of the dark. Yeah. You know, and it was like um, we'll never be able to know if uh, if a human could have made a difference, right? And uh, I, the video kind of. So I'm going to stand on the side where I don't think even if the dude in the car. Put on attention. the brakes or was paying attention that he would have been able to save her life. I think end of the day, I think he still would have hit her. Maybe just not as hard, but he definitely still would have hit her. I think like technology wise, I don't know what kind of technology is in, in those vehicles and those self-driving. I know uh, they have like a, a lot of different technology in there, including NVIDIA, which is trying to like distance themselves from this. But NVIDIA and, uh, already came out and said like Uber's not using our tech. Our vision. I tech. think they're using. I think they are using their their actual hardware, just are not they? using their software. But I I didn't know Nvidia made hardware. I thought Nvidia just made like chips and software. No, no, I'm pretty sure they make uh, software as well. Or at least they're working on their own self driving vehicles. This yeah. is you, you know, just look it up real quick. Yeah, let's, like let's... distances. But because I remember Nvidia distancing themselves from Uber after this whole incident. So why would they be doing that? You think if they don't, if because they don't have they, they want to make it right? clear that hey, Uber is not using our stuff and this is not our fault. So here's here's a statement from uh, the CEO. He said Uber driver Uber de Uber develops their own sensing and driving technology. Uh, he said this during a Q and A session. Um. Uber does use an NVIDIA standard GPU, but it does not use the company's self-driving vehicle platform. Okay, so that's where they're trying to distance themselves. They are using our GPU, but they're not using anything to do with our self-driving exactly. system. Okay, but they did suspend their testing as well, from what I understand, which I, a lot of other a lot of other people did. Yeah, probably. At least on I, main I roads. I actually didn't know if NVIDIA was actually making their own cars and testing them. I'm own assuming cars. for software they would have to test it somehow, right? Probably. That that's probably a good point. So yeah, going back on to the accident, um, I think number one, yeah, I don't think it could have been prevented either way. It it looked super dark. Uh it looks like uh she's crossing with a bike and um She's also crossing I, illegally. She's not crossing illegally, yes, a, jaywalking, right? I, yeah. I would call that jaywalking. Um, it's sad, you know, someone lost a family member, you know, and uh, it's it's horrible no matter what. It, it's it's a horrible thing. Right. Yeah. But in 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 the sense of technology, like I kind of would hate that this would would put us backwards. Right. Like I, I understand it has to be tweaked. Like maybe um, there should have been a sensor that's seen her. You know what I mean? That that would have caught her even at that distance but i don't know the speed i don't know if they wrote that down how fast the, the vehicle was going yeah how far she was and how far ahead can this technology see so uh, an object right like because i'm assuming there's all kinds of sensors out there trying to pick up so if she came right at the moment and the speed and i'm pretty sure they're doing their investigation to find out right yeah um but i think one of the biggest situations with this is like who do you blame whose fault is it now is it uber's um, you know, I'm assuming Uber, of course, is the one who's going to be uh, blamed here, but it, it isn't the driver. He's just part of a program. But being part of that program, it looked like he was just like on his phone and, and doing whatever he even, did. Is that kind of the way they even though it looks like that? I kind of feel like he's taking notes like it sort of oh, okay. looks like he's looking at like displays and looking up every once in a while and actually taking notes, I guess, how the car is driving. That's I never from, thought about from that. my perspective. That's what I thought he might have been doing. He could be just playing Candy Crush and not paying attention. I don't know. Right, which is what I thought. Like, uh, even though it's self-driving, 
don't you have the human being in there for that specific reason to still yeah. have that backup system uh you know was he taking notes like you said or was he just playing candy crush you Could know what be. i mean yeah, so exactly. this is this is a serious question that has to be answered because it's still in testing right this isn't out on the road as in uh, you know full throttle it's still going through the testing phase and yeah. this is the reason i just hope it's not like a slowdown because and, i'm excited i'm let's excited say, about let's this. say this is not the first time an accident has happened but it's the first time a fatal accident has happened a fatal yes um in this exact way so in the past uh, autonomous vehicles have been in car accidents with other cars. And, uh, I think it was a good 90% of the time, the, the car with the human being, the non self-driving car was always at fault for the accident. Uh, which I find really interesting because that means that like a robot can drive on the road better than a human being can. Um, or knows which the, or makes follows sense. the rules of the road properly. Right. Which makes sense because um, humans, you know, we're prone to making mistakes, but same thing applies to software. Will it ever be perfect? Probably never. Yeah. But you know, what's really interesting. So you're a big car guy and I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a big car guy, but I'm a big car tech guy. And so I remember it like a couple of Detroit auto shows ago, BMW is showing off this, like, you know, edge of the road sensing technology that would basically sense if something was at the edge of the road and could highlight it, um, you know, just for the demonstration purpose. Um, and they're doing this, I guess, to say like, Hey, if you're driving and it's nighttime and a deer decides to like jump out in front of your car, we can detect that deer, even though it's super dark out there before you can see it. And I'm thinking like, if there are manufactured car manufacturers already building this tech why doesn't something like that exist for autonomous vehicles? And you like, know what? It, it, and if, it if it does exist, does. like why didn't the autonomous vehicle see the lady, right? And and I think that's the question. There's too many whys, you know. Um, for all we know, um, and, and I don't know the situation, and I'm not saying uh, this is what happened. She could have been waiting for that car. We don't know the situation. We don't know exactly. Waiting um, as in like trying to kill herself? I don't want to say that, but possibly, possibly it could have been a suicide situation. Like, it's just so weird. Like, you're this person, you're crossing the street and, you know, it definitely looks like this car's got its headlights on. Yeah, it does. Yeah, And it's coming at you. Um, I mean, like if it's pitch blackout and I'm crossing the road with a bike, without a bike, whatever i'm looking both ways right and yeah, i can see if lights are coming my way it's just like we don't know what type of um mental state this person was in right true, and and then true. again i, I don't want to like seem harsh because someone lost somebody right it, it's yeah, definitely but like, but like you were just saying there's a situation. lot of whys that you have to take into we don't know the answers and i'm pretty sure they're investigating everything and they're going to figure it out I, my biggest thing is I don't want this to slow down the process of self-driving cars. I'm all well, about it, the future. It already has, right? There's a, like it you has, were saying yeah, earlier, yeah, there's so many has. companies who have like pulled their autonomous vehicles off the road until this gets cleared up, I guess. It's just, you know, if this had happened and it was a human being, um, error, yeah. a human error, it would have been like, oh, it was an accident, whatever, because there's so much depending on this technology working and being better than a human, yeah. which it's pretty much proven it is, but still any little, you know, and this is not a little thing. Someone lost their life. It's, it's a big deal, but I mean, how many more accidents would there be, you know, human versus AI? And I think human would definitely have so many more accidents than AI. And it doesn't matter because once that AI makes one mistake, or there was an error or there was a code or, you know, whatever the situation is, it's it's put under a microscope a lot more than if the human made six errors. Yeah. If, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like this is going to be like blown out of the water, you know, and, and until it's investigated, I think everyone should just be like, okay, we don't know exactly everything yet. It's being investigated. Let's wait. Let's hear about it. Let's find out once they're done investigating what happened. Yeah, 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 definitely.
I know, I know the, the last report was that Uber settled with the, the victim, the victim's family. Um, really? They, they've settled already. Yeah. They, they settled, uh, no one knows what like the settlement amount was. But right. Out settled. of court. Was it out of court? I think so. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think it's based on any like evidence other than the footage, like I don't think the police were like, "Yeah, your car definitely killed them, and it was the car's fault, so you gotta pay them." I think it was just I them think- having a natural conversation, being like, "Hey, we feel bad that this happened. Uh, you know, what can we do for you?" Right, and I think at this point, the major um, investigation would be done by Uber themselves, right? Yeah, they want to know what happened, why it happened. And to prevent it to never happen again, you know, and um, listen, it wasn't my family member or your family member, because if it was, I'm pretty sure we'd have a totally different view on this. Um, It's a horrible thing. And uh, I'm pretty sure. And and I know this sounds bad. It's not going to be the last time. No, definitely. It's not going to be, you know, but I think, you know, I've said this many times before, the benefits of having self-driving cars as a whole is just going to be amazing. Like when every car on the road to some extent can talk to each other, man, that's going to be amazing. Because Volvo is actually working on self-driving tech, specifically for their their 18-wheeler trucks, right? Okay. And they were doing this really cool test where like they had seven autonomous cars following a truck, okay? And when the truck breaks... All the cars break simultaneously, right? No accidents because they're right. all talking to each other. Every single vehicle right. in this lineup is talking to each other. And I think like, you know, better car safety is like a huge thing all by itself, you know? And then when we do get to cars driving themselves, like that's going to be amazing. Imagine like calling up a car, telling it where you want to go, you know? I've heard right. I've heard people's theories that like in the future no one will need to own a car because No, I don't I don't think so. You know, no one will unless need to you're own a car because you just call a car. Yeah, unless you're an enthusiast and you're going to the track or whatever right. like you know, I, I just don't think people will need to own a car cuz we'll just be like, okay, well, call up a car, car comes, it's super cheap. I basically pay a monthly subscription or you know whatever, just like an insurance that you do now, you know hop in the car, tell it where I need to go. It drives me there, drops me off, comes, picks me up later, you know, or I just call another one. Like that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. I think about us being in this time right now where just maybe like, you know, 10 years ago, this would have been like sci-fi. You're crazy. Some car will be able to pick you up and drive itself. No effing way. That is not going to happen. You're talking about like some alien spaceship planet somewhere else. This is not going to, we're in a, we're in an era now where like this is happening and and we're so like new we're we're fresh into this this is just the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. you know what i mean like this is still a new technology by all means and, you know and, and, we, and we can thank tesla for all this by the way yes tesla tesla paved the way for sure um you know being someone who's totally into cars i love driving my car i i love like you said i love vehicles you know what i mean yeah and i kind of do think in my head like Oh, you know, I would I wouldn't want a world where I don't get to drive a car. But I think y- there's always going to be a place for people who enjoy driving vehicles enthusiasts. It probably just isn't going to be um, like the main road anymore. You know, yeah. you might be taking the car to a track or and and that's not to say that we're talking so many years yeah. into the future. Definitely. You know what I mean? We're not talking like, like 2040, not even like with, 2050, yeah. like like yeah, way yeah, we're talking into way future. into the future. I probably won't even care about There'll driving only be cars one anymore. car <laughs> manufacturer and it'll be called. Ford, Buick, uh, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about this future. I'm excited about like, we're talking one of the major causes causes of death in in humans is is car accidents, you know, and it's human error. So like, I understand all these people like, oh my God, this and that. Do you not want the death rate to go down? How many people from drunk drivers and, and all these horrible things like, sure, bring on this technology. You can go out to the party and drink and not worry about it. And right now, um, technology, you know, that's a, sorry, I cut you off there, but that's a great example. Imagine being able to drive yourself to the party because you're sober, but then when you need to get home, you can still take your car, but it will drive you home. 
Right. And like our biggest situation right now, you know, a pollution, let's say, um, listen, if, if there's like electric cars out there or even if they're not electric, but there's fewer cars, because right now, one of the biggest things that is a waste is vehicles, right? Yeah. A lot of people have vehicles parked in their driveway and they do like, you know, 10,000 kilometers a year. And it's a waste because that one vehicle... Uh, just to make it how much you know how much waste goes into that yeah and all of a sudden you could use that one vehicle it could be out on the road all day doing something yeah and it's not a waste anymore so yeah like entire fleet the f- management companies will right. arise i'm totally down this. for it i'm totally down for it you know and yes you think about like oh my god this is gonna take away jobs and we don't know because every time a job is taken away another one is created somebody's gonna have to fix these things yeah they're gonna have to be always maintained um you know d- definitely if they're driving themselves they got to be maintained on a daily probably always yeah. checked over for they're safety gonna checks. be There's driving gonna be a lot of regulations. more than any person can right right if you think about it like right now like okay so every blank kilometers you know, a taxi cab driver has to make sure his car is in peak condition. But imagine when a vehicle can work 24-7 and is never off the road. These things are going to need to be serviced, like, all the time. Right. You know, and if they're not serviced because they're gas running, they need to be serviced because they have a battery or something's not working because they are an electric car. Like, like you were just saying. Yeah, definitely. Jobs are going to be like coming out of all this change, you know, and it just it's us. We have to accept it. Right. Yeah. And there's going to be people who don't accept it and don't want it. And there's going to people be people who do. I got to say, I'm one of those people who I hate to worry about when a family member's out there and, you know, maybe there's a fatigue truck driver and i have to worry about him being you know out there on the road with with family member so yeah you know what like definitely looking towards the future it, it is horrible that someone passed away from this accident uh, yeah, it with the self-driving vehicle with uber it's horrible you know um you know rest in peace and and you know my my thoughts go out to the family and, and, and I, hopefully uber can figure out what happened and fix right. it right we can only go forward. We can't change anything, right? Yeah, exactly. It's unfortunate, but it's the truth with anything. We can only go forward. Hey, so... um, Power cycle? No, it's nothing no? to do with okay, power cycle. Okay. okay, go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to let you know, I watched A Quiet Place. No way. I went and watched it yesterday. And? Man, that's a great movie. Really? That's so good. <laughs> Was there like, like a crazy twist? I really, twist? really enjoyed it. Wow. Like now you definitely got me so jealous. Movie. It's not a movie for everybody. It's just, it's, it's done so well. Like, man. And, you know, one of the things that I don't like generally in horror movies or thriller movies is that they do their best always to keep whatever the creature or whatever it is away from the, the viewer. But in this movie, the creature is so integral to the story and how it functions uh, that they, you know, I would say like a good portion of the way through the movie, they actually show it to you, right? Really? Um, well, yeah, because in, in the previews there, it kind of looks like they're hiding it. Yeah, and they try to hide it, but like they show it to you outright. They show you what the creature looks like. Uh, you know, I'm not going to describe it. I'm going to leave that right, to don't, you, don't know, you watching. I'm, I'm totally, but don't, man, don't do any holy spoilers. crap, that movie is really good. Like, Let me just ask you one question. Sure. Um, on uh, the original podcast, yes. you had a suspicion about it being connected with another film. Now, I don't want you to say uh, what it is. Cause I don't want you to spoil okay. for anyone. What Do you still think it's connected to that film? I think in this world, it could be based on me watching it. I think it's a story... And a world that could live within the, I'm going to say the Cloverfield universe. Okay. But I don't think it is. So you don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. Okay. You don't There's think There's nothing it is. in okay. the movie that says like Cloverfield immediately, right? It's definitely a movie that if you said it was in the Cloverfield universe, I would say, oh, cool. That's awesome. Like, this is cool. It's probably this timeline or whatever. Um, so you give this movie two thumbs up? Definitely watch it? Like 10 thumbs up. This movie is amazing. Really? Wow. So you've good. got me really interested. Like, you've got, oh, Because I've wanted to see just on the previews and like all the reviews are out there that this movie's crazy. Yeah. But it's just. Now, now you got me. Wow. You've got just, my attention. It's such I really a simple story. This. Like this, the, 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 
without spoiling anything, the premise to this movie is it follows a family who needs to survive in a world where you can't make noise, right? Uh, they tell right. you this in the trailer that you can't make noise. So they they basically live in survival of you know trying to always be as quiet as possible so that these creatures don't hear them. And so it just follows their story um, of I guess survival and like triumph. I guess I don't know. Um, but it's it's so it's really interesting. Like. It's so it's heart pounding. It's heartwarming. It's um, it's it it really for a movie of its type, it does as much as it possibly can to tell you about the world that you're watching without you know somebody sitting down and going, okay, back in 1952, uh, aliens dropped on Earth. You know what I mean? Like, and they oh, only so there's no like really backstory. They just no kind of let you figure the, it out. So okay. the only backstory you get is from like. You know, there's a room that the guy has that has like... Don't ruin it. Don't uh, ruin it. But it's in every movie. Like has things on the walls that say stuff like, you know, newspaper clippings and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Okay. So they kind of... Yeah. And they're like, they'll pan pan to shots of like, you know, they're in a a deserted city, but they're panning to a shot of like a newspaper on the floor. And it's like the last newspaper that got printed. Right. And wow, so I'm excited now. So it gives you some context without somebody sitting down in the movie and telling, you know, either one of the kids or an adult like what happened and why they live in this world. And man, all right. Just wow. so good. Like, oh. I remember <laughs> like uh, so uh, Sam didn't like it too much. She said it was okay, but I walked out of that theater like that was wow. super dope. And I think I awesome. think it's because I love Cloverfield so much that that movie resonated with, with me so much, um, and I, I can say that's probably part of it. Uh, but yeah, an amazing movie. You should definitely watch it. I will. So myself, uh, I actually watched uh, Ready Player One. Oh. Yeah. So me and Amanda went to go watch that, and I could say we both enjoyed it. Now I know there's a book out. Um, I haven't personally read it, so nothing yeah. was ruined for me. I had no comparison. I love the movie. I did. I thought it was like um, just one of those movies that had like a really good amount of, you know, action in the sense of always keeping you like, yeah, go get him or, you know, that's awesome. And like, it was just well done. I liked it. Definitely one of those movies that make you feel good. And um, I, I would actually like to watch it again, you know, personally own it probably and watch is it, it a few isn't times. Isn't it like 70% like CG? Like It is. It is. It's definitely not, if you're going to go, and I think you kind of get that from the, uh, from the, the trailer. The trailer it's, pretty much gives that it's, away. It's based on, uh, from what I got, you know, the humans are just kind of like done with the real world. Like the, the real world, like the best place to be is in VR, yeah. uh, which is the called Oasis. the Oasis. Yeah. yeah. So like, this is the place to be. You can be who you want to be, what you want to be. And, and you get like, I don't want to ruin it. So you, you get like update upgrades and it's just kind of like playing your video game, customize your own, uh, your own, uh, you know, avatar. And you get, um, they got a lot of references to a lot of video games that, you know, I grew up enjoying. And there's there's one part where they have like a certain character um, that's not really a video game and you wouldn't expect this character in it. And it's kind of given as a as kind of like a um, how do I explain this? Uh, kind of like a special like weapon. an homage. Or? Yeah, like a special weapon of okay. this this like horror character. Uh, that I grew up uh, being so afraid of, and it was awesome when they brought brought out this character. I was just like, "Yes, That's <laughs> you know what I mean." That's just so it funny. Like a, it was like an unleashed a kraken moment. Yes, know, like, like one of those. It was just, uh, and and if you watch it, you'll know who I'm talking about. Okay, but yeah, it was just uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much, and my wife enjoyed. It. Amanda enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely two thumbs up from me. I mean, if you've read the book and you're going to be one of those people who go in there and say like, oh, it isn't exactly, I don't have that reference. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm I'm pretty sure they changed a lot like they always do because they have to for it to translate uh, into the big screen. But I enjoyed it. It but was gen- like but just a fun game. I think game. they try to do their best. to like- fun, fun movie, sorry, not game. Yeah, well, it might as well be a game. <laughs> might as well. Yeah, I, I kind of wish I was in the Oasis right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've, I'm. Uh, I've been interested to watch it. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters though, but 
It was between yesterday. It was between uh, a quiet place and Tomb Raider, and we decided to watch a quiet place. I think that was a good choice. I think Tomb Raider is uh, it's 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 a good movie. I've heard good things about it, and I want to watch it. It's just um, maybe not a movie that you're like, oh my god, I have to watch it. Yeah, definitely. Just because it's been done so many times already, right? Yeah. And I know this is supposed to be the best version of it. You know, uh, Angelina Jolie. You know, you really can't beat that. But, um, you know, think, she I looks like a Tomb new, Raider. I think she looks like a Tomb Raider. Like, I think she looks Angel- like the new video game Tomb Raider. Like, yes. And I think that's what they're so. going for. Yeah. And the new video game's awesome. So I, w- I would assume that the movie's awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. Probably now too late into it to go into the theaters just because I'm pretty sure it won't be there for much longer. Yeah. But um, definitely, definitely want to check out Tomb Raider. Cool. Cool. I guess we should start wrapping this up. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we do, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Power Cycle. Again, yes. Um, up, yes, guys? again. I want to give them a shout out because I, I, I do listen to their podcast. Uh, Mike there, I want to give him a shout out for bringing us up because we are now, thank you, Mike, we are part of the family. <laughs> we are we are sisters, uh, half sisters, actually, according to uh, Power Cycle. We are the little half sister, you know, because they've been around longer. They're the old yeah. going out of style. No, they're I'm like, just joking. They're like uh, fifty episodes in, fifty some. Yes, odd yes. In. Congratulations, guys! Uh, yeah, you know, they made one, their year. Full one year. Yeah, congrats. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, um, they're definitely a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, enjoy them. Power, power cycle. Check them out again, um, Mike. When you talk to uh, Marky here, give him some some crap because he never told me about power cycle. Hey, uh, and he should have a long and time also, ago. Also, guys. The little half sister ends up being the better sister at some point. So. Yeah, we grow up. You know what I'm saying? We grow up and we become the, you know, the cool sister. You become the old sister that nobody really wants to talk to. But exactly. They're on dad's side, and you know dad's a jerk. Mom's <laughs> yeah. mom's the cool mom's one, better. so we come from the good half. <laughs> no, for sure, power cycle. You know, thanks for bringing up our, uh, you know, our podcast name again. And uh, I, I, totally I have a feeling this is going to be a constant thing. So. I I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> and maybe maybe we'll do an episode of like a a pixel cycle or something where it's like maybe us and them I'll or maybe we'll be featured. We will we will be guests on their podcast and they can be guests on our podcast. Yes. We we I also want to thank Mike for giving you um some information on the mics. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, I reached out to Yeah, him on recently. the hardware. Yeah. Uh, speaking back to the, you know start of the show, reached out to Mike about what uh, microphone he's been using, um, and what microphone uh, Tom and Mark are using, and he was able to let me know the microphone that Tom and Mark are using, and I handed that off to Mario here, and he was able to pick up something similar. So yes, so thank you because you know we're new to this and we don't know, so we got to go to the big sister, big half sister. And get as much information as we can. So thank you for letting us know and paving the way. Yeah, definitely. Um, So with that being said, you can find us on uh, Google Play Music and iTunes podcasts now. We're also available on Pocket Cast, Podbean. I'll probably try to get us on Stitcher at some point as well as Spotify. So stay tuned for that. Uh, The intro music, as always, is by Ryan Little. You can see him at... Uh, soundcloud.com slash Ryan Little Uh, and that's going to be it for this episode so thank you guys and we'll hear you guys later bye